Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm walking with my friend, Ren Flannery. My name is Heather Schneider, and I moved to um, Buchanan back in 1999, and it looked a little different then. It was a much smaller town, believe it or not. There was not a Walmart when I moved here. There was a hardware store on Main Street and little things like that. Little differences that have added up over the years to very large differences. And uh, we started our walk tonight in Jawbone Park and we are now heading over to Spring Street through the parking lot um, in front of Fox's Pizza and uh, next to the post office. We're going to be cutting down a little side street and then heading up Kanawa Street up to Main Street. And we're taking a love walk. So we have these signs that we're carrying with us. Love. <laughs> Say a really simple message. On one side, mine says love. And in the other, on the other side, it says, you are hope, journey with us. And Ren's sign. On one side, it says, rise up in love. And on the other side, it says, side by side in hope. And this is the third love walk that has taken place in Buchanan. And, of course, people who travel differently are, are welcome. It's an inclusive group meant to be a safe space for all people. So um, those who journey in a wheelchair or with a walker or however they get from one place to another are welcome to join. Um, sometimes I do find myself using the shorthand walk because that is my perspective of the world. Um, we're about to cut around the corner and cut in front of the Kanawa Lounge, Love. which has always been here. And <laughs> I feel like it always has been anyways. <laughs> and um, we're heading up to Main Street. You're, you might hear a lot of background noise. There's a Christmas parade going on tonight. So, let's see. Buckhannon. Back in 99, I came here to attend West Virginia Wesleyan College as a 17-year-old. Holy moly. <laughs> I studied theater and philosophy while attending there. Made a lot of connections over the years. Stuck around for a while. Moved to the Midwest. And then came back because of a lot of the various connections that I had made previously. It does have this really um, wonderful quality about it in that you still feel like you can talk to your neighbors. We're actually about to cross in front of the Daily Grind and hear the Buckhannon Choral Society. Thing, like how you live your life every day. 
Thank you for the question. Yeah. So that was the Buchanan Coral Society. And now we're going to keep heading down Main Street. Oh no, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, as you can see, small town charm. Somebody was just offering some hot chocolate, which is amazing. And we're going to continue on our journey down Main Street. Thank you. We just stopped for a minute because Ren saw somebody she knew that happens a lot in this town. And they exchanged some hugs and some well wishes. And we're continuing on. And I do want to talk a little bit about the town that I'm originally from, which is, um, well, I lived in three different places in Maryland. Um, Elkridge, and then Catonsville, and then Marriottsville. And they're all suburbs of Baltimore. So one of the things that I do sometimes miss, you know, and I know this is a hot word and people are going to, possibly not know how to take it but sometimes I do long for the diversity that came with living in the suburbs of Baltimore and growing up there but what I have found is that the more vulnerable I am with the people that I am neighbors with and the more honestly I communicate about what I feel everybody's needs are in life including my own and how I think we can help one another that was Jackie, who's come on our love walks. She's out on her birthday and giving hugs. And giving hugs and giving Happy hugs. Happy birthday! Thank you. I love you! I love you too! That was Jackie Stalker, who has come on um, the other two love walks and is only unable to attend tonight because of other obligations. So, yeah, back to what I was saying about diversity um, and open and honest communication with neighbors about, you know, what, what it is that we actually need. And I think what I've found is um, a longing for connection in, in my fellow community members, a longing for more help because it seems like everyone is struggling with so much. Sometimes it's so easy to, and not easy in that this is what we want to do. We want to detach and hide and not ask for help. I, people don't want to do that. But I think what's happened is that so many people have been hurt when they have reached out and made themselves vulnerable that it becomes um, a natural reaction to just not continue to put themselves out there. Luckily, there's this great community of people I've been able to develop a relationship with over the years, Ren being one of them, and so many others, so many people that I could name. And that's one of the amazing things about the community of Buchanan is there are so many people who do want to help who would set aside that time to help you move or, you know, watch your cat <laughs> or, uh, you know, I feel like I have a team of, of neighbors who are so willing to, if I need to go away, do something so simple to help me out. And that's one of the great things about getting to know the people in your community, no matter where you live. Do I, do I long for that diversity in Baltimore? Um, yes. You know, I think that diversity helps us understand one another. The the whole idea of only communicating with like-minded individuals is, um, 
I think, taken to the extreme, a very harmful thing. Um, of course, it's, it's so needed at times to have those people that you can support because they do have a similar perspective of the world. And so you feel like, oh, I'm not this odd man out who has these views. You know, that is, it's, it's a really helpful thing to feel that. But I've found that in talking to the people who I maybe don't agree with on much of anything is what creates more kindness in me. And even if sometimes that's through, at first, maybe having a horrible reactionary response and then thinking, oh my goodness, what the heck did I just say? Then overanalyzing the conversation, eventually talking to them about what I wish my reaction would have been. So <laughs> we're walking down Main Street still, and we just crossed in front of the Bicentennial Inn and the 88 Restaurant and Lounge. And I worked there. And I did. And Ren worked there, and that's how we met, right? Yes. Yeah, Ren and I became friends through our employment at 88 Restaurant and Lounge. She was sassy, and I immediately liked her. <laughs> yeah, she still is. So. Yeah, I guess we both are. So, um, I was there for a very long time, and that's one of the ways that I met and learned about so many people in this community. I started as a server there and then bartended, then eventually became what was called a front-of-house lead, and then moved away for a time to the Midwest. Got some really good experience while I was out there working at some interesting places, um, some high-end restaurants, and in the Chicago area. Worked at a Greek restaurant. I didn't really know much about Greek food until then. And then worked at, um, lived in Iowa for a little while, and worked at this place called Family Resources, which was a really wonderful place in that community, a nonprofit that had all kinds of resources for families, and I worked in there cafeteria for a time at, in the alternative school, which was a really interesting experience. Then moved back and ended up working at 88 again. I shouldn't say ended up. L luckily, I had a really wonderful relationship with Kathleen Lockney, a wonderful lady, and she owns the Bicentennial in 88. I asked, I reached out to her and asked if I could come back to work there and started in the kitchen was in there for about a month and then ended up basically being the front of house lead again. And then I was lucky enough to take over event sales there and had the opportunity to plan so many different events for community members, with community members, anything from wedding receptions to memorial dinners and luncheons, high school reunions. High school reunions. So that's just, you know, one of the ways that I've become a part of this community has been through through my employment at that it's kind of a watering hole a late watering night hole. it's also an excellent restaurant too um, for lunch and dinner and a great event venue she's got a lot going on that property has changed considerably over the years uh, she has this beautiful uh, pavilion in their yard now there's live music there I feel like she really got the live music seen going or like has kept it going the k lounge the canava lounge that we mentioned earlier that we walked in front of has always had it's kind of country rock classic rock cover band kind of thing going on and then there's a local band zen that's great that i think plays there once a year but but really a place that's continuously promoted local music has been 88 restaurant and lounge she's 
She's always had free live music on Friday nights. And now they do it on Wednesdays too, I believe. It's really the first, first, first place that I can remember having live music. Yeah, so, um, oh, and I have a little shop. I feel like, you know, I've had a lot of great influences in my life. My mom is a very empowered woman um, who has always, you know, she she was a single mom for quite a while and went back to school while she was raising four kids. She definitely showed me what it what it was to have a healthy work ethic. And Kathleen showed me what it was like to be a business owner as a woman. And, you know, um, I just got to see a lot of the wonderful and really hard and difficult struggle in those two women. And I think um, I know that because of getting to know them and them sharing with me some of their perspective, felt like I could be empowered to open um, a, a little business here in town myself. So... I've continued to cultivate a relationship with the community by being present, you know, five days a week when the little shop is open called Dore Me, which I would like to turn into a food cooperative at some point, but um, that's a process. But I, you know, I interact with the community in a very physical and real way still in this current adventure that I've taken on Monday through Friday, just talking to whoever happens to walk through those doors when I'm open. And... It's oh, it's never dull, that's for sure. And Ren comes and helps me out, thank goodness. Because it ain't easy sometimes. That's not. But every day is different. Every day is different. That's good. Yeah. And we got down to the end of Main Street. There was a stop sign right there on the corner of College and uh, Main, uh, right across from campus, which is beautiful. There's some snow coming down right now, and we've crossed to the other side of Main Street and are walking back up. So basically, you're, go you're, you're on the love walk with us. You're on the love journey. You're on the journey of hope and love with us this evening. And we love you. <laughs> We love you. <laughs> yes, we love you. We love you for listening. This is a really simple walk. We're not weaving all over town or cutting down very many side streets. But this time of year with the snow coming down and there are white lights wrapped around the uh, street lights with simple, simple red bows at the top. It's just a really beautiful sight. There are so many things that I wake up grateful for um, because of this community and its community members. I'm doing a really weird thing, opening a little tiny shop. I have had uh, just constant support from uh, quite a few community members. And without them, I couldn't keep doing what I'm doing. So this is also kind of a shout out of love and hope to the town that helps me keep going. And... These, these love journeys, which we've been calling gathering of lateral love because none of us place ourselves above the other. Love is love is love, and I will love right there next to you, and I will hope right there next to you. That's what we want to see more of. Um, there's a lot of that in Buckhannon, and that's what we want to keep putting out there and cultivating in our town. So... And we're walking in front of my state farm agent, Kelly, Kelly Cartwright, Tierney. You know, it's just those little things. There's this adorable little library we're about to walk by to the left of us. Um, it's this tiny little branch right there where Main Street and Sedgwick Street, where they connect. It's like this little Y. 
the Christmas parade had not started quite yet when we were in the thick of Main Street, but for now, I can hear the band off in the distance. Ren was just saying, it sounds like it has now. And so we're going to head back up to Main Street, and there might be some noise. And if that's the case, I may just um, kind of hold the phone out again so you can hear some of the parade noise and what's going on here in Buchanan. There was a dedication of the of a mural this evening. It was just recently touched up by Courtney Sinister. Yeah, they rededica- re- rededicated it this evening. The original artist came out to speak. Deborah, I apologize, I can't think of her last name, but she was there. And um, as was the mayor and council members and Keith Buchanan. And we're passing now Stockert Youth Center. I'm not sure exactly when that started. Been here since I moved here. Okay, longer than that then. But it's a great space for the community. There's a lot of obviously youth events that happen there. And they have music lessons, all kinds of wonderful outreach for the community. One of the things I noticed in recent weeks when talking to people in the community was some concern. There were several people who came into the shop, more than several, probably dozens, who came just feeling really concerned. And that is what inspired the love walk, the love journey, the gathering for lateral love. That's how it started. Just a lot of people being vulnerable, concerned about their place in this community and in this country and in this world at large. And so we wanted to continue to cultivate safety and kindness through open communication with one another. And so that's what we're doing. And now we're walking in front of a governor's inn, which is this really sweet little bed and breakfast that my mom and stepdad stay at when they are here. Maybe a few times a year. When they do come, that's where they stay. And they were just handing out free cookies for the holidays. There's cookies, and there's hot chocolate, and there's lights, and there's a great little hair place we just walked by. Applause for hair. I used to work there a long time ago. I didn't know you worked at Applause for Hair. I was the cleaner. Now we're walking in front of City Hall. There are a bunch of people anticipating the parade, which I'm not seeing, but I have a feeling we might see it soon. And now we are in front of the Dairy Queen, which is one of those old school ones that uh, is seasonal. And you can't go in. Yeah, you can't go in. It doesn't have that type of seating. There's a few picnic tables outside, and this time of year it's closed down because it's it's an old structure. And there's Mountain Roasters Coffee, which that's the coffee I use in the shop. Those are some great people, too. Just lots of great people in this town. Sarah and Jean Wells. Hi guys. And there are plenty of antique stores too. Right now we're walking in front of the shops at 46 Main. And we're at the corner where China Walk is. Where I've had many a takeout meals. Owned by a local family. It's been here as long as I can remember. And we've seen a lot of people just kind of checking out the signs. And just having a lot of great responses. People seem to be really receptive to the whole idea of love and hope. And I think that makes us... It makes a special kind of sense right now, considering they're out for a holiday parade. And uh, there's this great new lurch statue that was just erected in town. We just walked by, and we're crossing in front of CJ Maggie's now, as well as the Chamber and Visitor Center, and Anderegg Jewelers on the opposite side of the street. Some little kids 
singing, how they're running around their dad, jingle bells. And now we're back where we started, which is where Kanawa Street and Main Street cross one another. Uh, head on back to Jawbone Park. And we just crossed in front of a mural. There's actually several of them in town now. There's a great new project called Art 26201. Bryson Van Ostrin started that. They have so far have erected three murals in the city. They have the art that will be erected turned into a giant canvas that is um, less affected by the weather. And then they erect it. There's a really beautiful four-panel one that we just crossed in front of. It's on the side of the building where the daily grind is. And we're crossing back through a little side street next to the post office and heading back to John Bowen Park, which has changed a lot over the years, too. I remember there used to be a giant round pavilion. I say giant. It was pretty big. It was pretty big. And there was a big willow tree, which was awesome. It's not there anymore. Yeah, so it's changed a little bit. The willow tree, yeah, that's sad. I never want to see a tree come down. There are some beautiful pavilion. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this long pavilion. A promenade. Promenade, I like that better. (laughs) That is great for the farmer's market. So there is a farmer's market now. I think the Festival Fridays. Festival Fridays. There's live music in Jawbone Park. It did used to be the big expanse of what is now green space used to be a parking lot. And um, we're heading back to to the park. And I appreciate you journeying with us this evening. Thank you for spreading hope and love every day, all day, every day. Let's say it again. We We love love you. you! You've been listening to Paths Traveled, a podcast project recording tours of Buckhannon, West Virginia. Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod, and you can find more of these audio tours at iTunes under Paths Traveled.